Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then and how they have pivoted during this COVID-19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. My name is Howard Walpuff. I'm your host. Again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today we're talking about animals and just really getting in depth the opportunities for kids to learn about animals from some really great experts. We have Cindy Cavallini and she is from the Dallas-Fort Worth area and she runs all about animals. And uh, Cindy, welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So I'm very excited about this. We were talking before because you really have a great focus on your pivot during this time of COVID. And I don't want to, uh, I'm getting very excited about it, but I want to wait and and build up to how that'll happen and what you're doing with it now. But let's start about how did you, how and why did you start uh, All About Animals? Yeah, um, so I was a zoo manager in California um, for a, an outreach organization. So they have about 200 animals. And um, we just kind of got tired of California and wanted to be closer to my husband's family. So we decided that we were going to move. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, this is really what I know. This is what I love. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to start my own business. Uh, and just, we just happened to end up moving to the Dallas Fort Worth area. We kind of said, okay, wherever you get a job, that's where we'll move. So we really didn't have any kind of focus. I just said we needed to move near, you know, a place where there was lots of people, not out in, out in the boonies where (laughs) I would have to drive a hundred miles to go visit someone. Um, so that's how it became. And then I started all about animals in late 2017 um, I think in October I organized it and became an LLC and then just kind of, yeah, started out that way, wanting to make sure that I could keep doing what I loved. Well, good. And it's great when you are able to have these opportunities to start something fun, exciting that gets you excited every morning. Um, so I guess the first thing you had to do was start, um, collecting animals. Right. So I, when we moved to Dallas, um, I started just looking around at um, different rescues and places where, um, you know, people were kind of, you know, oh, we need a home for this animal. Or there was a lot of Facebook groups where people, you know, oh, I found this animal or I, uh, I'm moving and I need to get rid of this animal. So I tried to, um, you know, get all the animals that way uh, instead of purchasing them because then it's just a continual cycle of the pet trade. So uh, what does your backyard look like? Um, so actually, we ended up really lucking out and I promise we found like the perfect house for us because it has this huge barn in the backyard and it was the perfect spot where I could separate it into two sections and I could have my animals that like the cooler temperatures and then the animals that like the warmer temperatures. So I have my mammals and bird in one section and then I have um, my amphibians and vertebrates and reptiles in another section. Um, so at, they're all indoors. Texas gets really hot and really cold. Yes, and I am very, um, 
I like to baby my animals. I'm very, very conscious of that. And so if it's too hot for me, it's too hot for them. Although traditionally, like honestly, it probably isn't, but that's how I feel. Um, little anthropomorphic, but uh, so that way I make sure that they're, you know, they've got the right temperatures and, you know, lighting comes into factors and things like that. So. So you have the animals, you're all set, they're all comfortable, obviously. Um, you, and so now you went out and how did you start getting attention that you were out there? What kind of marketing were you doing to kick things off? Well, I, I actually started with just cold calls. Um, I decided that I was gonna, we pretty much based in, I'm gonna say that we're 10 miles from downtown Dallas. Um, and I decided I would work within a 50 mile radius. I don't like to drive a lot. That takes a lot of time with the animals just, you know, traveling and being in a car. And so I picked up the phone, I'd look up, I started with libraries and schools and would pick up the phone and call a school and say, hey, this is me, this is what I do, I'm new to the area, are you interested in doing an educational program and if they said, you know, maybe, and can I send you some information? And then I would get an email and I'd send them the information. And I had a lot of hangups, no thanks. Um, we already do this or we already have someone or we don't have the funds for it. Um, so lots of rejection. You kind of have a, <laughs> I, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little sensitive to that. And I'm like, okay, they're not rejecting me. It's okay. Um, but yeah, just cold calls for months. Um, I probably spent about three months doing cold calls and getting emails, gathering emails and sending out information on my, on my programs. But it was just, you know, try me once here. This is an introductory offer. Um, try me, you'll see, you'll like it. And then, you know, and then get a repeat from that. Okay. And that's a lot of small businesses do that. There's a lot of time on the phone. There's a lot of really in the trenches, cold calling and, uh, and gathering information. So you started to get some uh, some opportunities, getting hired in different places. And did you would did you start to see more repeat business, or were you getting referrals from uh, uh, or people calling from saying that so and so from the school told me about the, what you're doing? Both. So lots of repeat. Um, I think it was rare that if I did one school or a, a library that I wasn't getting repeat customers. And then they were telling um, I had the first. Uh, the first library that booked me, she booked me for three times in that summer. And she went out and sang my praises to every librarian that she knew. And then the calls started coming in because she was like, this program's awesome. You need to try her out. Um, so that came. And then also schools, you know, the PTAs, they talk to each other. Uh, so I started getting that. And then when I go to libraries, I'm marketing. Um, one of the marketing things that I do is I have um, especially made bookmarks because you're encouraging the kids to read. Obviously they're in the library, but it has my information on there, cute animal photos. And then it has my contact information. So I kind of sneak in a little bit that way. <laughs> and I would give out a bookmark at every program for every kid. And then they'd find it, you know, a couple months later, Hey, remember this, this was fun. You want this for your birthday? And then I started getting the birthday parties from there. Excellent. Well, it, look, having these things layer upon layer like that, it's really, that's, that's the signs for a good success. And as you told me, your year two was double what uh, you did for year one because of that. Yes. Yep. I, I doubled um, easily. It was easily doubled. Absolutely. So did you do any type of paid advertising at all? Um, I did not. I, um, I did a couple of like, 
um, you know, like PTA type, uh, not a trade show, but, you know, a gathering conferences, stuff like that. Um, I didn't find that those paid off. So anything, you know, you'd have to pay for a booth. Uh, but but I, I didn't really see that's how I was getting in. Um, that's not how they found me. It was more word of mouth. Uh, and, you know, them seeing a program or hearing about a program at a library or whatnot um, at a birthday party. So I I didn't pay for any, like, magazine ads, radio ads, anything like that. No. Okay. Um, so you are going along well with the, the word of mouth and the contacts, and obviously year two better than year one, and now you get into year three. I assume it started off well, but then uh, at that certain point, uh, come March, things got a little uh, challenging for you. Yeah, so they actually went crazy. Um, my my business basically quadrupled from year one. Um, I just with the city of Dallas, I had a contract for their um, for their summer camps. Just you know, fifty two shows just for or you know presentations just for them. Um, and I realized I wasn't going to be able to keep up with all the bookings that I had, so I had started to interview in um, in well. Yeah, I would say early March, I started interviewing a couple of people and I was going to hire someone. I was hoping to get someone that could fill in a couple of programs, if not, you know, taking care of the animals in the morning so I could run out and do all these programs that I had booked. And then, yes, and then COVID hit and everything came crashing down. So was it, were there anything, because I know, again, you're in Texas and I'm in Florida and these are two of the four states that are, uh, are having the biggest challenges right now. Was there anything live in the, over the course of this summer at this point or absolutely 100% everything shut down? Um, so I do a nature preschool and, and I, I started that that very first year she hired me and she wanted to do a 100% nature preschool once a week uh, and focus on different things. So one week we would talk about the desert, one week we would talk about the rainforest, one week we would talk about, um, you know, invertebrates. So she wanted to keep that. She wanted to keep that um, as normal as possible for her kids. But we had to set like a lot of protocols. And I knew that since it was, it wasn't just a one-time deal, that it was every single week that she was going to follow those guidelines um, so she had guidelines I had guidelines uh, it's a little different the kids don't get to pet you know usually they get to pet some of the animals um, I'm far away I wear a mask we're outdoors um, so there's lots of guidelines that we're you know following um, the children can't walk up to me usually they thank you I you know thank you for everything they'll hug me you know no hugs no touching um, <clears throat> I come in, I put a cover over the table, I don't touch anything, and they wash up after I leave. So, I mean, it's literally like two separate, two separate worlds. You know, they come into semi-contact, and then they those two worlds separate. Um, but I haven't done that with other preschools because, I mean, with just a one-time thing, I you know, will they follow the guidelines? Will they not follow the guidelines? Um, I know that she will because. Obviously, I do it every week during the summer. So really, that is the only thing that I have um, done in person. Which means that that's not really the best way to run a business with only one thing going on. So you actually spent some time and really did a, a pretty incredible pivot. Tell me about the people you've connected with and how this has now evolved into, I guess, stage two of your business. Yeah. Um, so what I did, I obviously realized that I wasn't going to be making any money and I had to feed my animals. So on my website, I started, you know, doing virtual 
programs and classes. So I put that up on the website. Um, there was someone in the uh, California that was searching for some after school programs uh, and camps for their kids. She was a camp organizer. She looked and found me that I did that. So we started talking and we were organizing so I could do the virtual camps for her kids. And we just eventually connected. We started talking a lot and um, I just started talking about, yeah, I'm not the only one. There's so many, you know, zookeepers, marine mammal trainers, um, naturalists that are all furloughed, laid off. And, you know, I, I can see myself like I was fulfilling I was making enough money to feed my animals, um, obviously not putting anything into the bank, but I said, I wish, you know, other people could, would be able to do this. And eventually that kind of brainstormed, um, her wife is a, she builds websites and she's a techie. So I said, oh, she could build this website for us. I have a dream and you know, this is what I think of and we could do this and market it. And so it just kind of, came to fruition from there. It just built and built. We had many meetings and talked about ideas and wrote these ideas down and could we do this? And so I contacted a lot of the zookeepers that were out of work and said, Hey, um, and educators, would you be interested in doing that? And, you know, joining me and, and just building a website that was all science and nature based um, because there's lots of websites and they provide camps, you know, they do art and they do yoga and they do, um, you know, just all kinds of things. But this one is particular because number one, it's professionals teaching. Uh, these are not people like I have a passion for this, so I'm going to teach it. These are professionals in the field. They're experienced and it is all like science and nature based. So we're not, we're not going to veer off into, you know, teaching architecture or anything like that. Um, we are, it's all going to be about nature and getting kids excited about the outdoors, which obviously um, that was a whole nother thing. You know, <laughs> they can't, they can't really spend time outdoors. They can't go hiking. So this is a way that they can, Hey, look at, you can find this in your backyard, go out and go check this out. And um, you can find this here. So um Kind of encouraging them, encouraging them still to go outdoors and enjoy the outdoors uh, without really being able to go to the camps or the, um, you know, the things that they would normally do in the summertime. Which is, which is frustrating to them, again, and, and parents as well, because it's just you're, having the kids locked into the house was not the best way for them to spend their summer and, right. uh, and be able to put these, these people together into this 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 group is really fantastic so it's called teachers of nature yes and how often are you now having um classes and and, and sessions for people well we have right now there are 50 i think six classes listed so different classes that they can choose from um and we are running them all the time so it's on the on the instructor schedule. So let's say I have 1030 free this morning. Um, you know, I, we're, we don't list them the day of they're usually listed at least two to three weeks out. But uh, we are running, I mean, one day can have 20 classes, one day can have no classes. So it just kind of depends what the instructor schedule is. We just got a calendar up there. So you can look and say, hey, my kid's not doing anything at noon today. Let's see what kind of class they've got running today. Um, so it's 
there's always something going on and there's new stuff being added. We just had like a new class submission yesterday um, and we do adult classes. So someone just submitted a class, um, Barnells and Bourbon. So that's okay. going to be an adult class. And he, he also does um, vodka and vultures and <laughs> kinkajous and cocktails. And so he's kind of a mixologist. So he's mixing the animals and then doing some, some different drinks and stuff like that. So having, having fun with it. <laughs> and so this is all done on Zoom? It is all via Zoom and it is all small classes so for the kids we keep them for the five to eight year olds we keep it at 10 kids because really you know we don't want all the distraction of so many kids on there um so and also it's personalized you know little guys like to ask lots of questions we want to be able to answer those questions without being bombarded by you know 20 kids so we do keep those small and it's via zoom and it's totally personal and yeah making that connection so these Zoom are is people, the savior. <laughs> Zoom is the savior. And, Seriously. And, and then some for, for many different businesses. And many different yeah. So how are you marketing this now that these classes are available? And that's the thing. Like, so we've, we've been trying, um, we've been trying Facebook. Facebook isn't really paying off for us. Um, we've reached, we just did an, I just did an ad and it, we, it's got probably 2000 likes for a free class that's going to be um, coming up here and it's got 2000 likes, but, but nothing to the website. So um, it, that doesn't work for us. We have to drive people to the website. So we're kind of rethinking our strategy. Most of the instructors are reaching out to people they know. Um, I, you know, all of us that do outreach, we're, we're reaching out to the, previous programs that we've done to the librarians, to the, to the teachers, um, to people that we've done birthday parties for the, um, the independent living facilities, all that kind of stuff. And we're trying to market to homeschools. Obviously they're, you know, going to be someone that's going to need us. Um, and yeah, marketing, we're just literally sending out emails, um, We've listed on some calendars like Town Planner and Event Crazy, Eventful, things like that. Um, and we're just trying to, we're, we're actually having a marketing meeting tomorrow and trying to figure out a, a new marketing strategy because, yeah, it's, it's just building slowly. And for all the people that we have on board already, we really need it to build a little bigger and quicker than it is at this point. And again, that's part of the challenges of starting a new business and trying to figure out what's what's right and what's not based on the budget that you've set out for marketing. What you have is really look is really fantastic. You're going to have a lot of classes that are going to be virtual. They just started uh, pushing back schools, but a lot of them will be virtual. A lot of them will be split. So having opportunities to do things on screen will be uh, will be beneficial so uh, I'm sure these schools we uh, you can tell these schools don't know exactly what they're doing and a lot of their yeah. plans are really up in the air because they're still trying to figure out how to put the desks in the right place in the in the class so uh, thankfully for you there's opportunity and time to uh, to start getting on these calendars when they uh, can take a deep breath and say okay now it's time to uh, to kind of enhance what we're doing for this first month two months of, of, of learning Right. And, and I think it's important also because, you know, now these kids are going to be learning, you know, on the computer and 
they're going to, you know, they come with that mindset, oh, I'm sitting in front of the computer, that means I'm going to learn. To break it up with something that's fun and exciting and interesting for them, I think that's important for, you know, that a parent is going to be able to do that also. And having been home with, with uh, a few kids in virtual learning this past school year, I definitely can understand the need to do that. So uh, that's, again, it gives you great opportunity to, uh, to push to, uh, to, to get in front of more of these classes. So yeah. let me ask you this. What, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you so that they can start booking? Yeah, um, the website is www.teachersofnature.com and you can see all the classes. You can see the instructors. We're adding instructors and classes all the time. Um, and there's a calendar up there. Let's say you've got, you know, your kid at home that you have an extra half hour or 45 minutes that you want them to take a fun class. You can see that calendar view and you can book, you know, that same day. Also, um, if you're local Dallas area, I travel within the 50 mile radius, then I am all about animals live, live.com. And I, that is for Dallas Fort Worth area. And, or you can email me at Cindy at teachers of nature.com. So well, it's C-I-N-D-I. C-I-N-D-I. Yes. So this is really exciting and really great opportunity for kids. Um, it's, it's important to learn about nature and it's important to learn about animals and, and a lot of them get some really great inspiration from, uh, from opportunities like this. So I really, I wish you the best of luck and, and all of your counterparts to, to make sure this happens in a, in a big way for, uh, for kids and students this year. And uh, I really thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and having me. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. Really great opportunities. If you know schools and uh, that, that have some, uh, some programming needs, uh, youth organizations, anyone, please, please make that connection. I think it would be very helpful for everyone involved. But uh, go out, have a great day today, and we will see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.